everybody. I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is Webinars with Wendy. Uh, I've been doing this series of webinars during the pandemic, and we're up to 125. Oh, my um, God. I know. If anybody told me I would have done 125 webinars in basically six months, I would have said they were crazy, but here we are. Um, and it's really great to get feedback from everybody. I get emails and texts and that sort of thing about how much you're enjoying these webinars. That just spurs me to keep going. Um, and I have guests lined up. I'm hoping to um, kind of see if I can get December all lined up so that I can get it up on the website and make everybody's life easier for having it in advance. But don't hold me to that. Um, just, it's just a thought and we're definitely trying to get that done. Um, today my guest is Marie McAteer from Colorado and New Zealand. She is a four-hoof surefoot practitioner, meaning that she can teach other equine professionals how to use surefoot in their practice. Um, we're really excited about that because soon, soon, right, Marie, you'll be heading back mm -hmm. to New Zealand. Yeah. So, so we'll mm -hmm. have, yep. So we'll have somebody in New Zealand. She's going to have to go through that two-week quarantine, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I'll get lots done. Yeah. <laughs> filled it up we already. Need that isolation. <laughs> I, you know, I've been working on getting stuff done for what, six, seven months? I now? know, exactly. I'm still not caught up. So I don't know how I would have done it traveling and teaching and certainly would have been, would not have been doing these webinars. So I'm just, uh, I'm really grateful to have this opportunity. Um, I'm going to let Marie kind of give you a little bit of her background and then we're going to look at uh, some really cool videos and look at how movement begins. Welcome, Marie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. And you gave me the chance to um, title this webinar and in my thing of teaching, working equitation and teaching people and having a fascination and making it understandable. I um, thought, okay, if we could just be better observers and if we knew where the movement started and why it started and all that stuff. And that takes, that is a constant study all the time of what's habitual, what's patterned, what is natural, what is, what do we want, what don't we want, all that, it's huge. And, that, and, then, and then it's just getting comfortable. So, you know, and I thought, where does movement start? I remember a while ago, I did a webinar with you and it was awfully traumatic to put it together. And that, and that was number 82 that you did. And then I got going, and since then I've done five. So where does movement start? Starts with Wendy. <laughs> she gets movement started. <laughs> so, so anyway, so now I'm on my fifth one now, and I'm rolling. So um, I'll probably trip up here and there, but that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> like, that's, that's part of the process, you know. It's, it, uh -huh. And I think it's also part of the process of training is that we do make mistakes. It's not all perfect. And oh, we yeah. learn from them and we pick ourselves back up and we keep going, you know. That's right. Yeah, I think it's a big piece. Yeah, it's great. And so I have just finished judging a virtual working equitation competition, our third one. Oh, wow. And then judging that, you get to watch people and their, what they do at home and they set up the course. And, and you get to be quite verbose in your comments about, I think this might help and why don't you study this? And and all that stuff. And so then as I put the videos together for this, I thought, oh, I'm going to start here and I'm going to have Wendy and Sharon and everybody online and they're all going to comment on these movements and give their experience. And I'm going to take this and I'm going to use it to help people understand where to just start. Where do you start in any given day? Yeah. 
So that's that's my goal today, and I, and I let I use the pads, and often I just start with the pads, and I see how that is different every day, and then you move them off, and and that. But the pads help, and then you've got to take it somewhere, and you've got to build it. You know, not to just jump on and go galloping off, but have a step by step to see if you can carry something that the pads or something that the groundwork taught you, and how quickly or how slowly or how methodically or how small or how large do you take it into the writing? Mm -hmm. Huge questions. Huge. Huge questions. And, so, and there's no one answer or right answer. It's, no. It's where you are in that moment. You can look at it in hindsight and go, oh man, I should have, or I could have, or I, absolutely. I, but that doesn't, that's really, uh, only helpful if you look at it objectively and not subjectively. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they're all observations and you just make observations and then occasionally you make a judgment call and, you know, and then you go with that and then you just observe and observe and like, Oh, okay. I could have done that. And it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, the detail or the greater the detail, the smaller the thing and the greater the detail and then you take it and you make a, a little change. You make something familiar to the horse or familiar to you. And then you take that and run with it. Mm -hmm. That's all we can do, little bit by little bit. But that's what keeps us riding. That's what keeps us going out to the horses all the time, doesn't it? Well, I, yeah, I had a really interesting uh, conversation. I'm trying to think. Um, Sharon was involved in that uh, with Lucinda Baker. That's who it was. And, you know, it's one thing to have a lot of theory and understanding about you know, how the horse's brain works and how we want to approach it, mythology and learning theory and, and uh, understanding the, the neurochemistry of the horse. But it's another to actually take all that information and put it into practice with each individual horse. Yes. Because each individual horse, like one, what you do with one horse, if you did that with another horse, that horse would mm -hmm. just have a heart attack. Whereas this one goes, exactly. oh, you know, and so it's, <laughs> it's so, um, and that is something that, that I have yet to find. How does one teach when to know that the different horses require a different approach simply based on that individual? I think that's actually a very difficult question to answer. Um, it, it, certainly not theoretically. It, it certainly has yeah. to be applied because in that moment, there might be a distraction and there might be a safety issue. And so my, mm -hmm. you might want to do something one way. You must act in another for a overriding reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, it's just, it's, it's a day-to-day -day, uh, practice. And I think practice is the best word, meaning never, mm -hmm. we never really finish um, yeah. studying our relationship with horses. That's right. Every day. Yeah. And even as, um, Sharon and I did these videos and I'm holding the horse and doing that. I'm like, Oh my God, this could be so much more detailed. It could be so much smaller. It could be, uh, you know, and the whole list goes on and I'm like, no, we, we're just going to do it to this level and right. see what happens. You know, so. Cool. All right. Well, let's get great. into it. Okay. So now, so I'm playing this, I'm going to share screen, right? There you go. So here, yeah. and so let me talk about the horse first because these I've made eight 
separate videos and there's a video in real time and then there was a phone set next to it that did the same movement in slow motion. So we get to watch it in real time and then in slow motion. The exact same movement. That's cool. Exact same movement. So, you know, to educate your eye through the slow motion and then to real time and just take it is really interesting. So this is, this is Furio. He is um, around 10, but he's, he's not high miles. He's, he's spent a lot of time being um, just a happy boy out there. He is warm blood, Dutch warm blood, Shire thoroughbred cross. He is very gumby. He's very one of the supple horses. Um, his mother was a bit downhill. And so we'll see that pattern. And so he hasn't had a lot of years of training or balancing. He's just walked along on the trail. And I've had him about a month or so. And I'm just starting to organize stuff. And because he's still somewhat unorganized, he was a great horse for this. Plus he has two feet that are white and two that are black. So he has diagonal <laughs> markings. Very handy. And so he has a, has a lot of great stuff. And so we are going to start with, with just have him at the halt and then I'm just going to walk back and I'm going to walk him forward and you see what he does in his, in his body there. And then we get to watch it a few times and then go to the, to the next one. So what moves him, drops his neck down, moves his feet. All right, one more time and then we'll just go. So it's sort of step by step and he, he somewhat just steps and sort of stops. It doesn't have much fluidity because it's slow and he's not really hooked up. And now I'm lost. Um, if you go uh, to your, yeah, go down to your channel, click on your name. There. Go to here. Yeah. And in fact, okay. yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do I get to the two? Oh, here we go. Okay, where's my one S? Why is there not? That's two S. Try your left arrow there and see if we if it's earlier. If it got. Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, my tech juju hasn't been around for a while. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's US a good one. suggestion. If you if you go to the. Uh, let me go. Let me go here. Play. No. Yeah. Play all. Or there. There's one. Yep. You can do that too. So that's the one. How do I get to? Um, you've got to go over, uh, you got, you're in, in a particular video. So you do, do your left arrow up there in the upper left hand corner. Not too yep. far. Nope. Not that far. <laughs> yeah. 
Music. There, there you go. Now yeah, you can here we go. Down. That's where I wanted to get. Yep. So there's one answer. This one. Yep. Got there. Yeah. Okay, same video. Slow mo. So you see, as he starts to move the lean, the neck start to come down. Base of the neck come down. Really short on that left run, huh? Like yeah, when he uh, has uh, a little bit of a genetic pattern that when you ride him, the the left does take a different step from the right until he's really warmed up. Yeah. And so, and being really gumby, you know, it's sort of... Yeah, there's so much lean before anything yeah. really happens. Yeah. And that's what you want to to see, Didn't, doesn't use his feet to move his body, uses his body to move his feet. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It, it, it's a basically a falling motion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he and never, go ahead, yeah. That's the way he's moved all his life, just around the pasture, it's as natural. I mean, why would they move any different, you know, until they're influenced to move different? Right. So. And just remember folks, if you have any questions about any of this or comments, just pop it in the chat or in the Q&A. Um, I think this is really a, a great way to see, and you see how short he steps behind. For You look mm -hmm. at the size yeah. of the horse and the length of his legs, and you would expect him to have a nice stride, right? But it's mm -hmm. it's really clear here in the way he's moving that it's, it's uh, uh, what's the word for it? Mm -hmm. It the, will certainly get him to some hay and some water and some grass. Yeah. And um, because, because he's falling in front, the hind leg has to counterbalance back. Yeah. Um, some horses, they, they get tucked under behind if they're falling forward, and then some just balance, and he's, he's long, and he basically, once we start the backup stuff, you really see how he's because the base of the neck is down, he keeps the hind legs further back to balance himself. That's the way that's operated for him. Play so, that one more time so we can see that now. Yeah, and so, um, so the hind leg doesn't step up, but it stays back there and basically over the center of balance, which would be, you know, just beside the girth elastic there somewhere. So it's, it's so he almost stood and he's so out. slow to move the hind legs. He waits until the hind legs are sort of back there to help counter what the body's doing in front. Almost an afterthought, almost a, well, it's yeah. got to come along at some point. Yeah. It's in the same horse suit. So it's got to get there sometime. Right. So. Great wall for this too. Nice Isn't solid it? length this is, surface. This is Sharon's place. So it's, it's just a perfect place to do it. Okay, so that's video one. Let's go to 
Another one if I can find my way to two. How did I just get go back, back to, to channel there? content. Nope, that channel content. Where the hell's that? Uh, left hand side, just above the little thumbnail of your video. Up, up. Oh, okay, yeah. Channel okay. content. Look. Now you can go down and find two. There's two S. Two S was two, two. So this will be the real time of So we start to see how he goes back. And then the times that he organizes, does he go diagonal? Does he move? It's three different Some ways in those three, in those two steps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the so first So he moved way. his weight, then he moved two legs, then he thought forwards, and then he thought back just in front, but he didn't do the hind, and then he got crooked. <laughs> and then he looked around to see what made him crooked. <laughs> wow, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. so, so, so there's the rock. Yep. And, the, and you'll see the all this in the, the slow motion. Without any feet moving, you know, that's like, yeah. you see uh -huh. that so often people yeah. pull on the horse's head and nothing happens with the feet. Mm -hmm. And then the choice here, you know, he's like, do I think forwards? Or do I go back? You know, once he gets a little forward, he thinks he has to go forward that he can't go back being forward. I'm like, oh, interesting little thought pattern right there. Okay, so we'll go to that in slow motion. It, it, in watching it, you, you get a sense that he's very unaware of his body yeah. and feet. You know, they're yeah. just that. In, a, a in, a, lot of... <laughs> in an untraumatized way, you know, he's yeah. really had a nice life and he's really pretty honest and yeah, ignorant as opposed to traumatized, just un yeah. unaware. So here we go. This this will be the beginning of the rock, which was pretty slow in real time anyway. So it's real slow and slow mo. So the hind goes first and then the front because the hind is the most unweighted leg. And then maybe because he put that front one down, not behind the other front one is why he picks it up again now and watching this now. So and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Cause he's like, Oh, it should have gone further back. No. Yes. No. <laughs> And then the neck starts to rise. Yeah. And then and you're thinking, well, can I get, you know, to go slow enough to see if I can get the balance back, but the feet joined up at the same time. And this shows up more in, in other videos too, but this is just the start. So diagonal legs.
but the hind went back further than the front. Right, and then the neck gets crooked. Yeah. And he's like, and then he's he's actually got he did a little twist. You can't see from the side, but he did. He got a little bit crooked when he put the black legs back. They went out to the left a little bit. Yep, and, and it so. almost looked like that last step. He had to push off of his right front to go backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing in um, in real time is actually almost slow enough, and then this in slow mo is just that much different. So the timing of how, when when do the feet join up to the body? And the hind leg goes, then the front. So the separation of the diagonals. And so the thing in him to learn to push back with the front feet, with the with the foot that's on the ground, as the foot gets in front of vertical to have a line of force back through his body that then carries the other front foot further back. Yeah. So in that way that, um, and then that would give him, when you, when you ride him a little bit, there's not a lot of suspension in the first part of the step. He's, he's a, a fluent mover, but he pushes mainly on the back part of the step. So, um, well, it's interesting to watch his ears because he's trying to mm -hmm. figure something out. He starts to pay attention to the back end a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there he got crooked so you can see the sort of the flexion through the, the hip and yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Next one so that was 2s we're up to three now this is this how long after the first backup is this one it's the next moment. What we did was we put him at the wall and every time we did a shot, I walked around the back of the camera. And so he did a circle, about a 15 meter circle. And then we walked him back up and stopped. Okay. So he's not stood there the whole time. Every, after each one of these videos, he goes for a walk and he comes back. So he's so had he a little process bit of processing time. time to think about yeah. what he's Yeah, he's had about 40 seconds, whatever it takes to walk around the back of the camera. Um, and so here we start to just like, yeah, diagonal. But that's the thing that's and we're so going back and forth. How little time he's had between the first go and the second go and how different his response is from that little bit of a rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we start to see the front of his chest there, the, where the neck comes forward how that is starting to come up and like there he's leaning. And so you see the line against the white wall yeah. of where his chest comes out of his, between his legs and then it goes 
up and, and sometimes where that's more vertical before it reaches where the neck goes forward. And sometimes it's just a line that runs from top of his legs up to his neck. So there he starts to play a little bit and everything starts to rise a little bit there. And then he changes through the rib cage a little bit because that's all joined up there. And we just play a little bit forward and back, see what legs start forward and what legs start back. And is he typically a mouthy horse or is that? Yeah, he has a little anxiousness in the, in the mouth, yes. Right, because that's the thing that, that I notice about that. And, and again, some, you know, when we're learning something, we all, if you've ever watched people, we have all kinds of crazy habits with our mouth and our tongue. You know, mm-hmm. out to the side, yeah. we chew our lips, we do all kinds of things. And so, you know, knowing how the hyoid and the tongue connection all the way down to the front foot, as you're changing the relationship of the weight load on the front foot, it to the, the mouthiness is to me, A, a little bit of lack of understanding, fooling around. I'm a little nervous about this. I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. But B, changing that relationship is going to affect the hyoid, the tongue. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Yeah. You know, the, my point being, don't be too quick to judge, oh, my horse is being mouthy. Think about what balance relationship is being changed or he's being asked to change that could result in seeing some expression in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really real for him. That, okay, yeah, and somebody's noticing that three, the right yes. front had yet to figure out how to step back behind the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of curiosity, when he grazes in the field, does he graze in an A stance in front? He doesn't get to graze. He doesn't live in a pasture. So um, that's, it's hard to really know that. Um, so this is same one in slow-mo. And so it was interesting in watching them all last night as I was choosing which ones to use. And and the aspects, there's the aspect of balancing the front and getting the front good, but then there's another aspect of hooking the hind up out of the pattern of when the front's been a little downhill that the hind has to brace behind. And so... um, Like there, just that little thing. You would have might have thought that he might have brought that hind leg further forward there, which I think he does in the end, once we get to the end of... And that's the, the first diagonal nice step there. we've taken right yeah, there. That's been even, front and back. Yeah. And so to, you know, to play with, don't, not to worry too much about, where the front doesn't go, worry about the balance and then get the hind legs not disappearing so far back. And then he starts forward and he's late behind. So to take smaller steps and get them hooked up front and back and get the organization through the body rather than take bigger, faster steps to hook them up. It's fascinating where, you know, the the play of 
Yes, because so many times what, what the tendency is, is to just make the horse do something faster mm-hmm. in an attempt to make him do it better. Yeah. Um, and faster doesn't equate with better. Faster yeah. is faster. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it depends on what you're working on. If you're trying to get them a bit more um, spontaneous, a little less dull, a little more playful, um, and then you slow it down again, you know, it's all all has its place. Right. It's, but I'm just thinking, you know, the, the thought that comes to mind is, as a discipline is the reigning world where they just simply do everything faster and harder thinking it's going to improve function and what you mm-hmm. see is horses that just do the same poor function faster and harder yeah um where you know the, the idea of breaking uh that type of movement down so that you teach the balance mm-hmm. and the function itself so that the horse has a clear understanding i mean mm-hmm. that's one of the things i played with with uh the two quarter horses i had it was really really interesting Mm-hmm. Good. So that was quite that good there because he start clearly started behind, yeah. and so now the hind end you can see the line down to that hock is not angled back when it's the hind legs are further under. But then I've had to draw him a bit forward to get that, so he's leaning forward. You see the line of the chest and the neck, and I'm like, oh, we have to go back, yeah. And that, but then the hind legs are further under in that moment that we quit. So it's just little moments in time, isn't it? But, and the interesting thing here in looking at his balance and standing, though, is his mm-hmm. cannon bones are vertical in front. Yes. He's got one vertical cannon bone behind, but his top line is yeah. in a better line. It is. He looks actually looks a tiny bit uphill. Right. And the withers are above the rump. The front of the chest is more upright. The neck is coming out of the shoulders in a more balanced way. Yep. The line, the bottom line through the girth to between the legs is more horizontal. Um, so that's that's really nice compared to the horse that stood there. It would have been like 10 minutes ago or five minutes ago to take the first video. Right. And uh, So that's cool. So... That one. Yes, we're up to four. I want to go there. I want to go here. It's really awesome to be able to get this kind of video. It's mm-hmm. having done a lot of video. This is not easy to get. <laughs> To have the right environment, to have the two cameras, to, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a... Yeah. Uh, And so here he sort of basically stood up where we finished, forward, back, and you see the the hind leg and the, the quickness. So now I'm going a little bit quicker. He's got the idea. I can be a bit more fluent, like, yeah bit more playful. He's a bit crooked there. He moved his hindquarters to the right. So here, without bringing his neck down, he moved forward. He stepped the front feet up. And so there's a, there's a play now that I get a bit quicker that in being quick, 
can I still keep the diagonals sort of nearly, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but if I went slower with the diagonals to be better, but the fact that he's, I'm going quicker, he steps forward better. And I just want to point out, play that again, how you use the shoulder button. You use your whip touching the shoulder. That's Um, right. All that stuff that I learned off Robin and you in there, it's been huge. Yeah, because shoulder, the chest and the cheek. Right. Think Mm -hmm. about drive, but you really need, there's a shoulder button. Sharon Wilsey talks about it. Julian Bagnon uses it all the time. You can go back and watch those videos And, and the, the innateness of that button is follow me. So you can mm-hmm. play it again because you can see how you're using it very effectively to say, come there. forward, follow yeah. me. And then the backup button. Yeah. And I barely out. touch him. I mean, occasionally I touch him, but generally I don't. Right. Yeah. And, and um, but it's the, it's the location that are innate buttons in the horse that horses recognize. The difference here is that he's achieving a better balance using those buttons. Mm-hmm. And the jaw, when the jaw went that time too, that was a more normal working of the jaw than just being a little frantic in his tongue. So, so he's getting used to the position now. You know, we're, we're like 15 minutes into the thing and rather than get a little anxious with his jaw, he starts to be a little bit more normal when the jaw does do a flexion. Yeah, and the mouth is a lot quieter. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. yeah there's a, the normal, a sort of pushing the tongue forward and bringing it back rather than just being a little frantic about it. And so just in that one area, it's changed as well. Yeah. We've got a comment that it's amazing how important the initiation of a movement is, how difficult <laughs> it can be to interrupt the habitual pattern, but how profound these seemingly tiny changes are able to, are, are all are to all availability poison ease. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, in the Feldenkrais world, this is one of the things for me uh, studying Feldenkrais that was so critical to bring to uh, teaching was how does one initiate a movement, whether that's a rider or a horse. um, So many riders incorrectly initiate movements that are supposed to ask the horse to do something and the horse is confused or can't do it in the way they want because of the, the rider sense of initiation. So um, it's this, oh, this is cool. <laughs> We're now yeah. in slow-mo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same move in slow-mo. And I'm just, I haven't really timed anything up other than what I'm feeling. I'm like, I'll just go forward a bit. I'll go back a bit. And I see something and I'm not really thinking hard about it. I'm just sort of doing rather than if I think too hard sometimes and I try to time it too hard, if it's not innate or intuitive, then I take too long and it doesn't work. And I'm like, so I go back and forth a little bit. And then I think about it afterwards and I go, well, I could have timed that a little bit better. Um, so that, that is such an interesting study of myself of like, oh, okay. Um, well, it's, it, it, I mean, it's the same thing again. It's, uh, you're by not thinking cog, you know, like intellectually, you're, you're thinking the way a horse thinks you're thinking in movement and Mm -hmm. observing the movement. So it's, it's, you know, horses don't think 
intellectually. They think no. experientially. And that's, you know, when we get in that same place, it works so much better. <laughs> like here, you can see you're, you've asked yeah. twice. You're looking for that balance. He's, yeah, a but I want to get the white feet to go together. So I choose to repeat a very small aid rather than escalate the aid. So right. I just repeat and then give him time. And then he disconnects those two for the how well together, but he's crooked. So his hindquarters are off to the right. So that's probably why he disconnected those. I took him for a long trail ride yesterday and he does have a, you know, he has a left drift. Um, and I'm like, hmm, interesting left drift, but trail, he's done a lot of trail riding with his owner and she has a little bit of a left drift and a, a not a great left leg. And I'm like, oh, is that, affected that I don't know. you know you just get analyzing all the stuff as you're riding through the countryside yeah mm -hmm. so here could he pick that front one up as well no he can't because yeah. he hasn't weighted the left one yeah so it took a while so this is a really interesting slow-mo one this one yeah and you know, Robin Hood always talks about how long it takes for the message to get from the front to the back. And this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can see it get to the back, but it forgot the front, right? It yeah, that right front. Uh -huh. Yeah. So here, yeah, you'd want that right front to get off the ground, but is it because he doesn't weight the left front? And God, I'd have to go back and do this all over again, and then I'd have more to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. But he's not very straight. He very rarely goes straight. We needed another two cameras at the front or the back to see all the lateral deviation, which you can't see from here. Right. You know, the more we went, the better he got. And that, but he's really gumby. He doesn't have bones. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these worm bloods now, they're the... the they're hot Gumby. They've got that thoroughbred in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, the buttons. Okay. So um, if you read Horse Speak by Sharon Wilsey, she talks about 13 buttons along the side of the horse. And the one that Marie's using at the shoulder there, um, it's, a, it's just behind the point of the shoulder. Um, it's the one that horses use to tell another horse, follow me. So um, the, the chest is, there's a backup button. Sharon Wilsey talks about it being at the crease of the, uh, um, where the upper arm ties into the chest. But with team, we've used the chest itself as Marie's showing here. Um, the, the interesting thing about these buttons, I had the, the most fascinating experience where I was working with two horses, one that had been eight years by himself in a field and another that came in with him. They came together to this barn and I asked the horse that had been alone for eight years to follow me with the shoulder button. And he kind of stood there and looked at me like he didn't get it. The other horse walked over and pushed that shoulder button and sent him forward to me. It was so amazing mm -hmm. because that That's other cool. horse said, Hey, this is what she said. You missed it, but this is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I'll never forget. It was such an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. So um, the, I don't know that I'd call them reflexes, but they're, they're, uh, and they can get turned off. Um, I've seen horses where the buttons 
kind of stop working for a, a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. but they're innate and horses understand innately it, that like the side of the cheek is go away. So, you know, I highly recommend you go back and watch. We have like eight webinars with Sharon Wilsey and you read her book, Horse Speak. It's fascinating. Um, and it, and then watch Jillian Benyon's, he was with Cavalia, um, watch his webinar because he talked about loading 50 horses into an airplane in a half an hour or an hour using the shoulder button, not yeah. sending the cool. horses forward with drive. So, um, and there's a lot to be said for having them follow us as opposed to trying to drive them. Yeah. That is cool. The study between uh, drawing and sending and the blend of the two. And yeah. I think they're not blended enough. The, the, the feel that you get by going, am I drawing? Am I sending? Am I, you know, and you're just questioning all the time and you just play on that line. Fascinating place to play. Yes. Absolutely. So now we have, we're changing subjects, like we've just done all that in a, in a straight line, forward and back, and now we're going to start to um, analyze what happens when we go in a turn, and if the horse is dragged by the neck, or um, you use the rein, as opposed to sending the horse through a turn using his body and shaping his body to take his neck through the turn. So we have some videos there. So here I just pull him and he has a relative organization of his feet to follow me. That, so the neck goes off. And this is not unfamiliar to this horse. That's right. It's absolutely familiar. Absolutely. It's like, he's like, yes, ma'am. This is yep. how I do it. My hind legs just sort of step around in their own area there. As the front falls around in front of the hind legs. So the front goes left, right, hind moves a little later, but it doesn't really go forward around the circle. It just turns around on a spot. Right. Okay. So that's... That one, so that one now in slow-mo. Okay, so neck goes left front catch himself, right front, no hind legs have moved yet. Left hind, but it goes only just in front of right hind. Right hind has to step way out, but doesn't step forward at all. Right front just clears left front. Right hind goes out. It doesn't follow right front. Okay, and when you play this again, I want people to watch the saddle. Yeah, okay.
Okay, touching the saddle. Right, so there's huge neck deviation, right? Nose goes way mm -hmm. past the shoulder. Yeah, just okay. like we're yep. doing, and now, a, doing a turn using the inside rein. Yep. Here's the saddle dropping right. You're right, Michelle. Yep, yep. dropping, dropping way right. right. So we know we've mm -hmm. rotated the rib cage down right. Yep. Okay. And then as he comes there it around, goes again. Yep. There goes the saddle again. Yep. There it goes way over. So way, yeah. Way, way over. over. Yeah. And and what you have to realize if you have a rider on board with weight, what you have just done is put all the pressure against the wither and the yeah. spine on the left hand side. Yeah. So if you could imagine you were sitting on that saddle, there's very little horse on the right and so much on the left because the hind end hasn't got around and the head and the neck's out to the left. So then the horse is going to, in that time, if you were, if you were trotting and you'd turned or turn using the neck first, then he would have to do sort of a major wobble to catch himself from falling. So and the momentum of the rider's out. weight to the right is going to mm -hmm. keep throwing him out because, because all, all that drift, he's actually going to delay his front feet or have to drift more mm -hmm. out before he can come around. Yeah, and so he leaves two feet on the right to catch that. Yeah, look at that, that. thing, and they're really spread. The slow mo, the slow mo. Yeah. And the twist in the le in the right hind leg as well. You can see how yeah. that hawk is that hole from mm -hmm. the hip um, twist. Cool. We need to see that one again, or you yeah, good? I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. As a for a mm -hmm. just you also see like when he turns his head, he's actually got his ears tilted toward his head tilted towards you, his mm -hmm. nose away. Even though you're yeah, you know, acting on his nose, yeah, you've got a counter rotation there. Mm -hmm. Right there, you can see it again, the counter rotation of the head. Yeah. He's trying to balance himself. Yep. And after our, our seminar last night, our webinar last night about the sphenoid and how the sphenoid bone um, mirror and the pelvis mirror each other. Mm -hmm. um, it was really fascinating webinar. Cool. Um, okay. Six. Okay, so now I do my best to not pull him around, do the same circle, but organizing him from his body. And I haven't taken hold of that, the outside rein. It's laying there so that I have a sense of not pulling, but then I'm not straightening them with the outside. It's just laying there. 
and I organize them from the girth area with my energy and the stick. And have you Perfect. done any in hand with work with him prior to this? I have. I haven't done this. I've okay. done a little bit of the earlier stuff. Um, yeah, I always do a little bit of something. I mean, you know me. I know you. That's why I'm asking. Just so people know that, that this isn't <laughs> yeah. his very first time having Marie ask him to organize in some no. form of in-hand work. Okay, good. No, and I did start him, and he's not been ridden by many people, so it's he's delightful in that uh, he goes, oh, I remember you. Oh, I'm fine, yeah. How old is he at this point? He's like 10, 10 or 11, something like that. Okay, so that's that one in real time. Six is. You're getting good at this. Oh, I am. Thanks to you, you've started <laughs> movement. <laughs> And so, so the interesting thing here is that... Oh, you, did I put the wrong one? Oh, crap. Oh, it's okay. I just distracted you. This is the same uh, as No, I think I... Not you distracted me. I think I didn't... I uploaded the wrong... I didn't oh. put a slow on this one. Put the wrong one. Okay, so I don't have that one on there. Okay, so this is the... So we don't have one. a... This is the same one. Ah. Obviously, I clicked on the wrong one and didn't do the slow-mo one. So it's still gotcha. sitting on my phone and I'm not going to go get it right now. because So we're going to have to just go to the next one, which is the same deal done from the wall. So okay, it's not Somebody's asking you when you shift from halter to bridle. When do you shift from halter to bridle? When I, I do it fairly early now. You know, I will put the bridle on. I have on this bridle, I have, um, it has a little nose band with a hole in it and I can hook the um, rein to the nose, which is what I have it hooked up to. I don't have it hooked to the bit, I don't think. Yeah, YouTube does let you do it. You Is this the... We can we can play that oh, one. No, no, I do have it. I do have it. Um, okay. Everybody wants to see it in slow mo. That's the thing. Oh no. Well, we have more slow mo. So this is just starting from the wall, walking the circle where I make them. Around and then see that one again so here I have to start um, moving out and around so that's that's really interesting how much what's the timing of when I start them up do I indicate because that's quite a small circle I was trying to get yeah. a smaller circle so here I start them and then which direction do I step I step back to bring them around but the, the little play between if I step back, is he going to come as if I pulled him or 
do I have enough drive to keep him coming forward through his body on that tighter turn? So there, there, there. He goes there like I'm pulling him a bit. Yep. And then he changes back to the like I'm pushing him. So it's just really, and we see that in slow-mo. We do that one more time in the real time. Like there he goes. I go back right then to draw him and then he loses it. So I step back towards him and then I step back away. But it's tiny, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Really it's very tiny. Small. But the significant thing here for me is that you have, even though there isn't, a lot of contact on the outside rein, you've essentially straightened the neck and kept it much yeah. more in the middle of the chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody's saying, I'm so glad you're addressing your step. Uh, I was trying to, oh, that's Sharon, trying to figure out a way to articulate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, seven, yes. So this is a fun one. I actually like this one. I like them all, but some I like more. Okay, so the same move in slow-mo. And, and you've lifted so that. So he starts out behind. Outside. Yeah, that outside rein a little bit, haven't you? Because it rides. I have. It yeah. just, like, I just took the reins so that they're just a sense of being even, but they're both loose. And so he started well behind to start to get his hind end around so he could carry his front around. See the clarity of the steps getting around behind the front. And then here he loses it. He goes as if I'm dragging him. Yep, you can see the neck and that, off the shoulder. Yep. And, that, and then so I come back a little bit. So there I come back as in back towards him, not back away. Right. And that, and just let them connect up. So that black leg should go more forward. Yeah, yep. it did. And then I go, can you go around? So the right hind goes, uh, could have gone more forward and less out, but it's because the shoulder is still out. And then he didn't see stepped out right with the right front. He may be, you know, it's all debatable, isn't it? But basically, well, see the right hind, so the legs, the right legs, and that slow-mo compared to the one where we saw the legs really braced out to the right because he was falling, are more upright. We have to do this again and watch the saddle. Yeah, again. we do, yeah. Because a, there's a lot happening there. Yeah, it's better. It's not perfect, but it's better. Well, you see both patterns, mm -hmm. right? And that's what's so cool. So here and he I want my good. I want to do zoom on my bigger computer. Left hind, <laughs> left front. Yep. He starts forward. Then I go back. Then he reaches forward, right hind. And then I should go a little bit left, but no, I just turn on my on the spot. I'm turning on the spot to say to him to turn on the spot. Then I go a little bit away. I almost step back there. And then he goes as if I'm going to drag him. Yep. And so the neck goes it. too far. Yep. And the saddle and, starts to rotate. Yeah. And, the, and so I step back in just with my weight. I don't actually step. I just move my weight and I wait. 
as so look at how this sample WA is IT. Yeah. And That's then it comes totally upright. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so then it looks it pretty good right there. Yeah. And it's here. Yeah. And so there, can he there. get his right front around to keep himself straight? No, can, it can went out. So then the, then the neck went. Stop it there. And now just take it back a tiny bit. Oops, too Oops, far. Oops, went all the way. Yeah, just grab it and move it forward. It's okay. It'll work. No, it's not going to let me. Oh, just maybe go forward on it and click. Rats. We have to play and then... No, it's not going to let me do that. That's oh. weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Won't, won't let me drag that. We're It'll just going to watch it again, yeah. Yep. I'll be ready to pause at the right time this time. Yeah, because you can see how his balance changes from leg to leg, the, the mm -hmm. effect it has on the rib cage. Yeah. Yeah, so here's where he starts to get his neck too far around. Yeah, and, and so now, now I pause in my going away and I just rock my weight back over my feet and wait for him, as in W-A-I-T. T, yep. <laughs> <laughs> right there, you can see the back actually come up. Yep, get ready to pause. Good. Yep, right about there. Yep. So, so what we can see at this point is that he's come up in his back and his withers, and the yeah. saddle has come up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so now when you send it forward again, here, as he starts to load that right hind leg. Yeah. And, and then this is that. here when he starts to lose it because the right yep. front didn't come around because the right hind didn't push or, you know, or it could or, be several things, you know. Yeah. Yep. Or it's weak or, you know, yeah, or he's Gumby, you know, he is Gumby. Exactly. You know. There, and there's where you see it really rotate yeah. over. Yeah, and then the saddle starts to go over, and then we'll see if I feel that, and I would step a little bit, I would go a little bit towards his head or just wait or, I don't know, see what I did. I just waited. Yeah. Yep. See, I just, I just stopped proceeding. And so that when we did the other one, even though it's not the same video, the right legs aren't so far out to the right because yep. he's not falling so much. I mean, he's not perfect, but he's, it's better. But it's really interesting. This is such a great study in motion because mm -hmm. you can see how it's, it's not, you know, it's parts of steps where you see things happening, not even whole steps. And that's mm -hmm. going to start to lead you to either strength or weakness in a particular leg or in the sling yeah. or, mm -hmm. um, or just teaching new body patterns, just yep. the, the organization of the, the weight and the legs, the relative when do they act in time with each other? 
So there's a, a choice. What does he do? Does he keep dropping the saddle right because I've pulled him? Like I have my hand is almost a little bit ahead. I'm yeah. saying, come on, can you get it? And then I wait. I don't proceed any further. And then relative to him, I actually go back a little bit. I didn't keep going. But the reach of the hind legs forward is much better than in the when I pull his neck. He can't oh, yeah. get his hind legs forward so, when you pull um, his neck. Somebody's commenting, this is interesting to see the correlation of less balanced movement with the forehand being more the center of center of oh, okay, hind end moving around front end. Mm -hmm. Hindered to have to do all the move. Yeah. Okay, so an S, and now we go to hopefully I've got these these ones right. So here I just pull them around again. But this is after he's already done somewhere. I haven't pulled him around, so the pull around looks different already. I was going to say, this is totally different. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh. So he's like, he's learned to organize himself a little bit better. <sighs> and there's also, you slip the lead a little bit right here. Yeah. You slide the lead. Yeah, just a bit. So, you know, we but were learning as we went a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is all happening so fast. I can't think that fast. <laughs> but that's, that's the beauty is that, you know, you, you know you, you, we never do the same thing twice if we pay attention to something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. One more time. Is it still the hind legs don't step very far forward, do they? And, and they pause. He loses, yeah. he loses rhythm there. Yep. So it's definitely if you're pulling the neck, it really deactivates the feet or um, somebody, affects the quality. I don't know where that question went. Somebody asked about how I saw it come in about how long, how long the session was because this is all you filmed this all in one go yeah yeah this was all done in half hour maybe yeah it took us it didn't take us well, that long but by the time we got it set up know, it also challenges the thought that people say you have to do it so many times over and over and over to to make a change and i i disagree because the more attention you pay to no. what you're doing the faster things can change um so it's a slow-mo pulling them
And he's so gumby, he can just sort of step right across there, but then what happens behind the hind end is even more left swinging out like a... Just like a gate with a hint, single hint. Yeah, really. And then it stops swinging out, it stabilizes itself and goes nowhere. And then he misses the beat there. And it seems that the saddle mostly drops off right when it's the right hind on the ground. In other words, there, mm -hmm. there's not a good connection through the right hind to keep this rib cage stable. Yeah. And so you can say, well, tomorrow we can go back and do all this on the left side. And yeah. we can do all left. I mean, you could make 85 videos and study them, couldn't you? You know, like, oh. <laughs> But that would be really interesting for you to go back and do all lefts. Yeah. And then come back and do another webinar and show us all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when you see that head and neck get so beyond that front leg that mm -hmm. something, something not good has got to happen, basically. Because the weight has to shift the opposite foot to counter the 40 pound weight yeah. of the head. So we see how little ability with his neck off to the side he has of being able to step forward through his body. I mean, the hind legs are basically stepping sideways or not at all. Right. Because he can't organize pushing forward. And if he did with his neck off to the side, he'd fall down. Right. Or blow um, out through the outside shoulder. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Which I, you know, it's fascinating. I, I did um, a while ago, it's on my Murdoch Method YouTube channel. I had a horse skeleton, which I still have. I was trying to get it reproduced, but COVID, everything, it's stalled. But mm -hmm. I took the, my little um, Neville and my horse skeleton, and I put them together and did this thing about the front end and, um, and how the thoracic sling needs to come up. And what's fascinating is that somebody sent it to a dressage trainer who completely changed his training system because he had the time to mess with it during COVID yeah. and realized that he's got to organize the front end that the hind end will absolutely come under and through if they're somewhere to go. That's right. You know, and but somewhere you, that feels all right to go. Yeah. If you don't organize the, the create the space by organizing the front end, the rear end has to do all kinds of crazy things to offset the blockage. Mm -hmm. If it can. If it can. Mm -hmm. That's where we get a lot of... <laughs> then you get the lamenesses. Yes. You know? Yep. Yeah. He's a good egg too. He's really, he? he just yeah. really tries to, to do what, you know, figure out what you're yeah, asking. He's just, he's just immediate. He doesn't have a lot of trauma and you know you get other horses that that every time you ask something spontaneously they have to think oh what are you going to do to my head what you know what in my history did this proceed that was not good yeah you know? but there again um, you see the head tilt too whereas his, yeah. the top of his head goes left yeah. which is actually going to load down that left front mm-hmm
I mean, I think it just blows my mind how the hind legs just can't come forward. Yeah. Because uh, just nowhere to like go. Watching. Even and you can even see that the like, yeah, the, yeah, the saddles come up a bit. It's not like yeah, uh, but there just isn't. Like right there, he puts his left hind just down in front of the right hind. Yeah. You know, and look how base narrow he is at that moment. Yep. I mean, in the first one, before he'd done the correct ones, he was more falling over with the saddle. So he had to put the legs out, the right legs out to the right to catch him. But this is still not good because he's not a leg at the yeah. corner in a moment, you know, because he's not really pushing. He's, right. he's pulling. All right, so Sharon's sharing a takeaway here. She says, my takeaway, movement starts in the body, leaning forward creates the movement through momentum. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Lifting up allows the organization of dynamic balance to simplify. Great. And yeah, it, yeah and it's the, um, uh, looks like classic shoulder going out. Yeah. You know, I always think of it as uh, stepping versus falling. Yes. That, we want to see mm -hmm. clear defined steps that are in balance as opposed to falling and leaning and simply catching. And, you know, it's interesting because there's a couple different styles of running and there is one style of running that you lean forward so that you're always in a controlled fall. I, yes. I find that kind of fascinating myself because. But, but that's the theory of thoroughbred racehorses. Yes. Yeah. The ones that can fall the fastest and catch themselves get there faster. Yeah, yeah, except all with it, yeah. it's what's interesting when you want to look at that, and someday maybe I'll pull out that video. It's old, but it's phenomenal. Um, when you look at the way Secretariat used his head and neck, he didn't use it to counter the falling. He used yeah. it to thrust himself forward, and the justify was yeah. the same way. Uh-huh, yeah, and, that's and, cool. Yeah, and when you see that, then you're not losing the, the you're not constantly going backwards as you're trying to go forward, because if mm -hmm. the head and neck comes up and back, you're going yeah. backwards and trying to go forward at the same time instead yeah. of everything forward. Anyway. Uh, it's a timing. Yeah. So do we want to see any of those again? Ask everybody. Yeah. What Anybody want to see any of those what again? Do we want to do? And are they available? Can they go and watch yeah. all of these on Absolutely. Your They're on my, for public use on Marie McAteer YouTube. You can go um, play and, and watch that. There's others. I have my, other stuff that I've used here for my own webinars of um, gates and livestock pens and all different sort of stuff. This is, this has been great. And mm -hmm. um, it, you know, I, okay. So I'd really love you to like follow on and do everything to the left that you did. To the <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll Sharon, see. I'll wrangle. I'll wrangle Sharon again. We'll yeah. set it all up again. Yeah. Well, it'll be really interesting to see that. And um, yeah. oh, I really wish I had a way to um, had an environment like this to set up. There's so many, so many things that could be so oh, you, endless. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. If I didn't have a, if I didn't have already a day job that would become a day job. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it's really, really interesting. So Sharon's saying, uh, yes, let's do left and some other stuff. Sounds yeah. great. Oh, Sharon's great at like, oh yeah, we can do this. And <laughs> she is amazing on that. Really been fun. Uh, into this. Is it, is this filmed with an iPhone and then slowed down? No, it, um, 
two would... iPhones, one's on real time, one's on slow-mo, and they're just sat on an easel side by side. Oh, um, really? Um, yeah, just two phones. On an easel, just side by side? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. That's really cool. cool. Um, yeah, because I recently got a, a Pixio, but the problem with that is you, this, this is perfect because it's a side, the camera's fixed and doesn't move. It's great. Yes. Mm -hmm. Really awesome. Yeah, All right, yeah. we'll just go ahead and unshare your screen and we'll wrap this up. So the, the thing, we all have these incredible pieces of equipment in our pockets. <laughs> and, um, you know, like Nick Barker was talking about filming your horse's feet in landing in slow motion. And there are, um, I have a couple of them and I didn't even use them. I just held my camera really low, but I have a stick that's weighted and so I can put my camera on it and it'll have my phone down below and it'll counter it, right? I forgot mm -hmm. what it's called. Yeah. To steady the camera if you're trying to get some footage of your horse's feet landing in slow motion. Um, but like here, you know, if you and a friend just have iPhones and you just start them, you just let them yeah. run, right? You didn't even have to sync them. No, we, we just had them both there and Sharon just pushed the buttons on them both at the same time. Oh, okay. Start yeah. and stop. So you can get together with a friend and do something really interesting, yeah. mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. The technology is, is advancing every day in terms of putting this into our own pocket. Yeah, it is. You can give yourself your own writing lesson. That's great. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. cool. I really love okay. what you're here. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Well, well, you started it. All right. Swim well, movement starts at Wendy. You're running it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. So I don't have to do everything. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. well, great. So much. This has just been great. I think this is one of my favorite webinars so far. Yeah. And just remember okay. you can find this and all the other webinars on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. And Marie's channel is Marie McAteer, right? Yeah, just YouTube. Yep. And you can and go look at some It's of pretty these. basic right now, but I'm inspired to add to it. So yeah. we'll see. But the fact that these videos are out there and you can watch them in your yeah. own time and slow them down and stop them and play them again. Yeah. So um, awesome. Well, thank you, Marie, so much. This is just fantastic. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Right. We'll have to get you back again and see what you've yeah. been up to. <laughs> when do you leave for New Zealand? Oh, in a few weeks. Okay. A couple of weeks, depending on what life happens. You know. Yeah, really. If this happens more, I'll, I'll do this because then it's all this is useful when I get back to New Zealand. Yeah. To have all this this stuff that I can use to help people. Yep, that's great. That's great. All right, well, wait, let me just see. There's oh. a, the chat. Let me make sure I that didn't miss a question here. Let's see if there's a question. Nope, it's all thank yous. We're good. Yeah. Awesome. We're great. Well, great. Thanks, thanks everybody. Have a great okay. weekend. Bye. Great. Bye.